Fast thoughts? Fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. A little bit more of a mild day here. Not as bad as yesterday. Bad, in the opinion of some, which, of course, necessitates a style change and a change of the jacket here. From the center of the known universe, otherwise known as Toronto, the rest of the world is catching on too. You know, I like my phone. I like my accessories. No, not the ones that vibrate, you silly goose. I'm talking about the ones that I use as part of my various broadcasting activities. I like my lenses. I like my gimbals. You know, I like my monopods. I like my car, right? I like my polymer cash notes here in Canada. Polymer cash notes. I don't know. I like the different types of things that I use to hold my food in. I don't know. I, I like my cell phone. I like my cameras. I like all that stuff. I like my coats. I like my clothes. I like my duds. I mean, it doesn't grow on trees. That stuff, right? All that stuff, kind of. I would say, comes from somewhere else. Somewhere else being derivative prod- products of petroleum, crude oil, Texas tea. You know what I'm talking about? The black gummy stuff comes from the earth, compressed sedimentary layers and things like of that nature, right? So, you know, all of us like to fly. We like to travel. We like to go places. We like to show off what we can do with our bling and our duds and our yada yada on. Um, things like Instagram and social, signal the virtue, you know, all the good stuff, right? None of us are getting off that tip anytime soon. In fact, the deeper we go down the rabbit hole, the more we become addicted to the remote control for life. Your cell phone, I like to call the remote control for life. If it's not on and if you're not pressing it with your head buried in its screen, then ultimately you're not doing anything of value in society. At least that is the sort of commonly accepted quote unquote wisdom. And none of us are stopping any of this behavior anytime soon. We're all going to be continuing, especially when the situation kind of reverts to some kind of a standard. I don't know. Notice how the discussion about la vida, corona, has stopped kind of, you know, in the last couple of days, or at least definitely in the last couple of weeks. You know, it's not such much of an issue anymore. You ever notice that? I wonder why. Anyway, I just thought I would ask that question. So none of us are stopping any of these activities anytime soon. But I wonder where all this stuff comes from. This stuff, this booty, this largesse, where does it come from? It comes from oil. You know, which is why I'm very dismayed, like a lot of people that actually work in the patch in the province of Alberta. Of course, sort of on the side coming along with that is the province of Saskatchewan, the great province of Saskatchewan. And You know, a lot of people, the thousands of people, what they're sort of colloquially known as rig pigs, which is kind of like a a very affectionate name for them, but people that actually work in the patch and their families that earn off of activities in the patch, the most clean and environmentally sound oil extraction regime and program on the face of the big blue ball. I'm going to repeat that statement. The most environmentally sound, the most clean the most responsible extraction of fossil fuels, of carbohydrates from the earth on the face of the big blue ball, 
rivaling the Saudis, the Iranians, the Venezuelans, the Azerbaijanis, anybody else who extracts oil. Just want to put that out there. Which is why it concerns me as it concerns them at the EO, the executive order on the part of the current occupant of the White House, to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, which would bring, essentially, oil sends oil to Tidewater and then onward to international markets, thereby benefiting the goose and the gander and increasing the collective wealth of the country. You know, just a quick aside, my friends, Canada, if it so chose, if it were led by leaders that had the genuine welfare and goodwill of the society in mind, not the various cabal of very, again, this is not my opinion, this is actual factual stuff, poseurs who are not qualified to do the jobs, to wit, we have a finance minister that doesn't know a damn jot about finance, right? We have an environment minister that doesn't know a damn thing about the environment. So this is the kind of people, this is the level that we have degraded to in Canada, that we have people that occupy the various high levels of executive and legislative power that don't have the chops to do it. But if Canada's leaders, and I say that in inverted commas, if they were interested in making Canada one of the most wealthiest countries in the world, we could, like Norway, have cradle-to-grave security in a way that even transcends the type of stuff that we have today. In fact, it wouldn't be done on the backs of government printing of fiat cash. It wouldn't be done on the, ba- on the backs of the Canadian taxpayer. There would be no need to go and float public bonds in the public market and to pay back crazy how Canada does it. It issues a bond and then it buys it back for higher than it actually issued the bond. It's just this crazy thing that bought, that investors and people that buy Canadian bonds and Canadian paper, they love it because they can make a profit. And of course, this is to pay for Canada's various lavish, um, I'm going to call them bribes to the society for, for its various trespasses and mishandlings of a lot of things that have happened, especially in the last couple of years and especially in 2020. Printing cash like it's going out of style, inflating the assets of the most rich and making the, the poorest people of society continually poor, who generally hold most of their assets in cash, which becomes worthless as inflation rises. And Canada can have cradle-to-grave security. That oil that's in the sands in Alberta could pay billions into the coffers of the Canadian Treasury. But rather, what's happening in the province of Alberta is a raft of suicides, overdoses, child and spousal abuse, like happens in the rest of Canada, not just in the West. It could happen in the East as well and in the center part. Because people don't have gainful employment, because people are not actually able to earn their own keep, because people are not actually able to do dignified labor. Dignified labor, which brings them a healthy return and healthy salary for doing things that, again, can make Canada enormously wealthy and enormously successful. But rather, what Ottawa, the capital city of Canada, chooses to do in the government is they like to buy what's known as conflict oil. They like to buy oil from the Saudis, from the Iranians. They like to buy oil from the Azerbaijanis. None of these regimes in any way, shape, or form are free and fair. 
these despotic dictatorships and all the gas that gets pumped into your cars is coming from generally conflict countries because of the restrictions of the movement of petroleum products across the Canadian terrain and because of the cancellation of projects like the Trans-Canada Keystone XL pipeline which would bring Alberta oil to tidewater. It is a travesty. It is tragic. It is inexplicable according to some metrics but if you start delving into it in a more cloak-and-dagger manner you will clearly understand the rationale and the reasons behind these various moves and shakes. I always challenge people that are anti-Keystone XL pipeline and general people that are environmental. Again, I do this in inverted commas. There's a bunch of that today. Crusaders, you can't make a cell phone out of, I don't know, hemp rope, your car, that ferries you to and fro on all your various jaunts and sojourns and excursions can't be made from, I don't know, boulders. You know, this isn't the Flintstones, Fred and Barney running with their car, you know, and, and kickstarting it by picking it up and running with it, you know, for 50 yards. It doesn't work that way. And then all the things that you're used to, and again, let's just state that again, apropos the lockdowns and such, and La Vida! Corona! and things like that, the absolute one rule for thee and another rule for me. We see that all across the board, and it's picking up, by the way. I want to say I'm seeing a lot more activity in my email inbox from members of parliament and various other bureaucrats and people in civil society that are fed up heavens to Betsy with this BS that we have going on that does nothing whatsoever to improve whatever metric they're trying to chase. And all it does is continue to gravely impoverish the citizens of this nation and to pile drive them deeper and deeper into the ground and burying them under scads and gargantuan amounts of debts and injecting a un heretofore unheard of level of rancor in our society that will ultimately reap what we see happening south of the border and the hatred that Americans feel on many respects of, uh, on, on the part of the two solitudes for the various things that are going on down there and thereby infecting us with that same idea virus, not just SARS and CoV-2, the Wuhan flu, but in addition to that, other sorts of idea viruses, which Canada, again, has generally been insulated from. But I think now in respect of the of the special relationships and the bumping uglies that will occur between Canada's Prime Minister and the current occupant of the White House, there might be a little bit more interplay and inter, inter, interchange and exchanging of, here it goes again, the inverted commas, best practices. So Canada could be a powerhouse. It could be a tremendous leader. But instead, it chooses to lead on false metrics. And... In terms of pollution or greenhouse gas emissions or whatever the fuck, yes, the fuck that they call it these days, and it goes by so many different names, you know, I have no idea what to keep up with the current sort of nomenclature. Um, China will continue to pollute. India will continue to pollute. The Arab world will continue to pollute. 
the subcontinent, of course, I mentioned that already, but I'm including, of course, Pakistan in that. And Russia will continue to do what it does. And nobody will tell them what to do with their sovereign institutions, nor their sovereign resources. But for some demented reason, for some, here it goes again, some inexplicable reason, according to straight-line Cartesian logic, it seems Canada wants to lead on some kind of level. I don't know, Canada wants to be the, the, the Isaac, as it were, wants to be the sacrifice on the altar. It wants to be the martyr. It wants to castrate itself without anesthesia in a cold pack to prevent it. Anyway, let's not go there. It wants to become the eunuch. It wants to become, for all the Pulp Fiction fans out there, Canada wants to become the gimp. I don't know why it wants to. It's pretty tragic. It never used to be like that. It used to be a different kind of a place. But that's the problem. So when you hear, when you hear, and when I heard that is, but when you hear about this sort of meddling, this tinkering, this dinky toys, Lawrence, dinky toys, um, playing with the Keystone XL project, it makes you wonder what the fuck these people are on. Probably some of that good legal cannabis dispensary stuff. You'd goes by the names of whatever it goes by don't know or something else or maybe it's another kind of a chipetto pulling another kind of pinocchio's strings jingle jangling you know certain types of jewels i don't know but it's just it's a it's a crying shame so for all you people out there that are signaling virtue and applauding this executive order I wonder what you're going to do when you have that situation that slams into you when you've got to decide, hey, you know, the limo, the car, the phone, again, the polymer notes, all the Tupperware in the house, your clothes and things. You know, you're not going to wear a fig leaf or something around your uh, your various private parts, are you? I don't know, even these sunglasses, everything I'm looking at right here. I just wonder how you're going to sort of how are you going to manage that particular type of contradiction? But again, I digress. Who am I? I'm just a fantastically handsome Canadian guy that just knows a thing or two about this and that. What do I know? I don't know. Anyway, my friends, cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline and other surprises that are going to be coming soon straight from Washington, D.C., emanating to the rest of the world Buckle up, buttercup. The shit's going to keep on hitting you. Make sure you have a good rain slicker, your galoshes, your gumboots, and a good little shield, you know? Make sure you're protected because it's coming hot and heavy and in all kinds of enormous quantities. Thank you again, my friends, for your support. If you do appreciate the work, the edutainment, the various other types of attractions that you see here at Fast Thoughts, thefasttoughts.com. Please donate to mizay.ca. Please consider a donation. Please donate to mizay.ca. I would very much appreciate that. That always helps bolster the work and increase the peace. This has been another edition of Fast Thoughts. Fast Thoughts. Fast Thoughts.